Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray Jesus, he said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? Now, he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put in it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Did you hear? It was only six days before the Passover, which means that Jesus is only a few days away from the Last Supper, a few days away from being arrested, a few days away from being killed. The powerful are turning against him. Conflict is coming. His disciples can feel it. But tonight, tonight Jesus and his friends aren't thinking about any of that. Tonight they're just relaxing and having a good time and eating dinner with Mary and Martha and Lazarus at their house. They're laughing and having fun. Everyone is together. They can see each other's faces. The room is full of energy and joy. And then Mary makes things awkward and weird. She grabs a big jar of perfume, and in front of everyone, she gets down on her knees and begins to put the perfume on Jesus' feet, rubbing it in with her hands. Everyone stops talking turns to see what's going on, to figure out where the smell is coming from. You know what it's like, right, when that, an awkward silence descends upon a room. Everyone is staring at Mary. She takes her hair and she unties it and spreads it all over Jesus' feet, and then she uses her hair to dry them off. Her hair. Everyone is uncomfortable. No one knows what to say. I mean, put yourself into this story. Imagine you're at a party, Karen. I know you're a party animal. Imagine you're at a party and someone did this. It's not, okay, well, I'll pick someone else then. Imagine you're at a party, Dave Lindbergh, and someone does this. <laughs> it's not just weird. It's also deeply sensual, physical, intimate. It's 
hard to look at, but it's also hard to look away from. Imagine how awkward this would be, how embarrassing and uncomfortable, especially in a culture with strict rules about physical touch between people of different genders. But Mary doesn't care. She doesn't care that this jar of perfume is worth 300 denarii, which probably doesn't sound like very much to us, but is actually roughly how much the average person would make in a year. A year! This jar of perfume was worth a year of money. Imagine giving away something worth that much and putting it on someone's feet. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless we remember what happened in the Bible just before this. See, recently Mary's brother Lazarus had gotten sick, really sick. She and her sister sent a message asking Jesus to come and help. But by the time Jesus arrived, Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Mary and Martha were devastated. Until Jesus did something miraculous, he yelled, Lazarus, come out! And the man came back to life. He stood up. He walked out of the tomb. Mary had been looking for a way to show her love and her gratitude. She doesn't care that the perfume is expensive. Her brother is alive. Nothing else matters. And she doesn't care that what she's doing seems inappropriate and awkward and embarrassing and uncomfortable and weird, that it's raw and hard to look at, because this is what showing her love for Jesus called for. And so she just did it. Mary reminds us that faithfulness and love can often look foolish and embarrassing, awkward and weird. In fact, the history of our faith is full of people who were willing to look foolish and to embarrass themselves in order to follow Jesus and love the people around them. Most of us spend a lot of time caring about what others think of us, paying attention to how others see us, being mindful of how we're coming across and being perceived by others. You know who doesn't care about those kinds of things? Kids. It's amazing. Young children just don't care if they look foolish. They aren't self-conscious. They don't care if other people think that they're silly or weird. But at some point, almost all of us lose our willingness to risk looking foolish or embarrassing, and instead we become so self-conscious. We care so much about what others think of us, and we work so hard to be proper and upright. But following Jesus and loving the people around us means that sometimes we will look weird. 
come across as embarrassing, even, God forbid, appear foolish. Because love, real love, is willing to risk anything, to give everything for someone else. Love doesn't make calculations about appearances or pride. Love simply acts and gives. Once during my freshman year of college, I wasn't feeling great. So I went to the dining hall to grab some ginger ale to help calm my stomach. The only problem was that they didn't have any ginger ale. So instead, I grabbed the world's biggest cup of orange soda. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Somehow, in my 18-year-old brain, I guess I figured that ginger ale and orange soda were kind of the same thing since they came out of the same machine. Spoiler alert, they are not the same thing. You see where this is going, right? I barely made it outside before I got sick everywhere. It was awful. Bright orange everywhere, including on my brand new white sneakers. I just kind of staggered back to my room and left the shoes sitting in the hallway and crawled into bed and passed out for a while. And when I woke up a few hours later, there was a message from one of my friends, not a text message, because this was back in the ancient days of AOL Instant Messenger. And if you don't know what that is, either ask a, well, ask someone. (laughs) A message from one of my friends. She She had heard that I was sick. She had heard about my shoes, actually. She wanted to know when she could pick them up so she could clean them for me. She wanted to clean my pukey shoes. She was asking to. And I remember feeling so repulsed and embarrassed by the idea. It was uncomfortable to even think about, to let her do this. This isn't how things work, how our society works, how our social conventions work. The fact that she had asked felt so uncomfortable, like she was crossing a line. It was inappropriate, and more than that, it was weird. Why was she asking to do something like this? Who does that? It was too intimate, too personal, too embarrassing, too much. It is, to, one, to, to this day, one of the most selfless acts of love that someone has shown to me. She was a person of deep faith, and she asked out of love, love for Jesus and love for me, but it was a kind of love that made me too uncomfortable, a kind of love that, that I just thought was weird. It was weird. It's weird in the same way that Mary was weird. My friend didn't care what others thought of her or how humbling or embarrassing an act of love might be. She didn't care if she looked foolish or silly or ridiculous. 
She was so infected with the vision of God's kingdom, so in love with Jesus, that she was more than willing to look foolish or embarrassing in order to share that love. The central message of the Christian faith, that Jesus Christ is God, that he was crucified on a cross, that through the cross we are saved, and that God raised him from the dead, has always seemed like foolishness to many people. The Bible says that the message of the cross is foolishness. And from the very beginning of our faith, others have found it embarrassing and awkward and uncomfortable that Christians were willing to follow someone who was crucified. To claim a a poor peasant was their savior to believe he'd been brought back from the dead. It has always sounded a little silly and foolish. And then there's all that stuff Jesus taught, which seems so naive and idealistic that it's embarrassing and a little uncomfortable to meet people who really believe it and buy into it. I mean, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Come on. Give away what you have to the poor. Overcome evil with love. Show grace to the undeserving. Forgive those who've done you wrong. Willingly sacrifice your pride, your dignity, your reputation, even your life to serve others. All of these things seem silly, embarrassing, foolish in the eyes of the world. You know what they are? They're God's foolishness. Jesus Christ is the foolishness of God. And throughout the history of our faith, there have been multitudes of people who are willing to embrace God's foolishness, who didn't care about looking silly or embarrassing because they cared more about following Jesus and sharing his love. People like Mary, who are willing to do whatever it took to love and give thanks, and who didn't care what it looked like to anyone else. Let us pray to be the same, to risk being vulnerable and looking silly and awkward and weird for the sake of following Jesus and living in love. Let us discard our constant worry about what others think of us and instead worry about what God is calling us to do and how we can most radically love the people around us at any given moment. Embrace being embarrassing and weird if that means we can really love people and follow Jesus. We should look weird in the eyes of this world. It is weird to give our time and energy to gather every week on Sunday morning and worship when we could be out doing things that are, to be honest, a lot more fun. It's weird to give, to serve people, to give generously of our resources, to welcome refugees and immigrants and all sorts of people who can't give us anything in return. 
It's weird to value people who our world has forgotten or declared unclean, like our LGBTQ neighbors who are being intentionally targeted right now. It's weird and foolish to forgive those who wrong us and offer grace to those who harm us, to listen and to learn from those who are different from us, to refuse to objectify or dehumanize those with whom we disagree. It is, frankly, a little embarrassing to love so much and so fiercely that we open ourselves up to being taken advantage of, to keep trusting and hoping and believing in God even when things are falling apart. It's foolish. It's God's foolishness. So let us be fools. Let us be willing to embarrass ourselves and look a little weird in order to love Jesus and to love others with reckless abandon and with soaring joy. Let us give our best in gratitude and in love and trust that the discomfort we feel can be transformative. Let us be like Mary and refuse to shy away and love in ways that are fierce and physical and scandalous and beautiful. Amen.